Welcome back to the social. Fools a party. Come on. Come on. Today. <laughs> Today we've got someone big in the house. Ivy Marie. <laughs> 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 that was good. It was good, eh? Yeah, it was. No, no, no. Don't gas him. It sounded a bit nervy. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest. Yeah, someone who is uh, training people to be professionally ready Incredible. for their employment world. Your career coach angel. <laughs> She's a career You've done coach your research. Yeah, we won't have a website. Okay. Okay. Cool. She's got her own website called Let Me Upgrade You. And, uh, That's actually a really good name. Really good, really good, good, name. Name. Really good yeah. name. We've got Ivy Maria in the building. Come on. <laughs> Freezer Social. Freezer Social. Come on. Yeah. So, Ivy, first and foremost, what is a career coach? I'm so happy you asked me that yeah. because I did want to start actually by talking about this. So I think when it comes to coaching, some people think about coaching versus like counselling. Mm -hmm. And when you think about counselling, typically with counselling, not all the time, but most of the time I think people are at a kind of dysfunctional level, mm -hmm. trying to get to a better optimum functional level. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to coaching, life coaching, it's more about you're at a really good point, but it's getting to your optimum and being amazing. Mm. So even if you think about like personal training, personal coaching, yeah. I think there are some people who would go for it and maybe some people who don't. And the people who might not mm. go for it, it's just because you can't see anything tangible. Like if you were going to go to a PT now and they said, look, this is the image of you, Carl. This is what you're going to look like in three months' time. Mm. I guarantee you, probably more likely to go for it. But with coaching, I think sometimes people don't just for the fear of the unknown yeah. of yeah. is it going to be real or not. Yeah, so with right. Let Me Upgrade You, it's about understanding who you are, what you're doing, and how to get you to an even better level. Mm. And even if, I'm sure like we've all got people in our lives that are doing mm. amazing things, you're, you're all part of those people. And a lot of the time, amazing people are constantly doing things, constantly learning mm. things. And then you've kind of got some people who are in a bit of a situation and sometimes it's mindset. So in their mind, they're kind of in a cage. Mm -hmm. And coaching can even just take you out that cage mm -hmm. and it can just be about the mindset change. Mm -hmm. So yeah, in summary, I've kind of gone like around the house, yeah, but in summary, in summary, the coaching is about making you become even better and even greater than what you are Teaching you to believe already. yourself. Exactly, exactly. Because sometimes like you are your own biggest like kind of competitor. 100%. And obstacle. Trust me, your yeah. biggest worst enemy honestly yeah so what inspired you to um yeah. come to this let me upgrade yeah. you um, so you know when you hear about those people where they say oh my gosh i love my job so much mm. it's like my dream job i love what i do every day i'm one of those people and if i think about when i go to work every day i just love what i do mm. so much so, so do you not like, wake up in the morning and think oh what? Never, never, not even really? one day. You're the first person I've yeah. ever heard <laughs> say. Not even one impressive. day. Yeah, never, never. And then it was about a year ago, I think it was, yeah, like around Christmas, and I just woke up one day, I was like, hang on, mm. I'm in a job that I love, I love speaking to people, I love empowering people's mindset, so why don't I do something even more with this? Mm. And then I started to think about myself, you know what's like with all our parents, be a doctor, mm. be a lawyer, mm. be, be these things that we all hear. And at that time, <laughs> at that time, that's, that's all you hear. Mm. And if I think about, okay, when I was younger, what kind of resources, what kind of people did I know? I didn't really know that many, it's kind of like through my friends' parents or 
heard of this person through this person but I think there's a large group of us that we only knew what we were limited to know yes. so I just thought okay so if I I've kind of been through the career career world if you want to call it so if I can help other younger people not even younger people people in their like first five years of <laughs> first five years of like their working profession to say actually yes you studied I don't know math, but that don't mean you have to go into this sector. Yes, you studied business, but have you thought about how transferable your skills are? Okay. Yes, you've been in your job for two years, you're trying to get a promotion, don't really know how to approach your manager yeah. with that kind of conversation. Yeah. Let me show you how you can do it. So that's kind of where it all started, because I realised, actually, I love doing it so much, why don't I help other people yeah. out of my typical network that I see, see at work? Because mm -hmm. the people at work have kind of got there through maybe different different I guess different means from kind of our network that we're used to so that's kind of where it all started and then the name just came to me I was like okay what do I want to do I want to upgrade people so <laughs> let me upgrade you I just that's keep it say, simple yeah no yeah so where, where were you working before then that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. so I started working in a recruitment agency yeah. oh so, so you were a recruiter yeah so but I wasn't one of those like crazy recruiters that would be harassing people yeah, yeah, yeah. so I started <laughs> in a recruitment agency um off straight after uni and I even remember when I I kind of had like seven months left and I just thought I just don't want to be one of those people who gets to the end and just like I can't find what I want to do because we all like start in retail and I've met so many people who just got stuck in it and as much as I did like it I just thought I don't want to do this for the next 20 years because yes there's progression retail but it's so easy to be in a job out of comfort then you end up becoming yes. bitter and your job is your livelihood what you do at work it impacts your personal mental health everything it's so true. much so i just thought okay so i've got like six months left to finish graduating what am i going to i applied for so many different jobs graduate schemes like everything i could think of and then i came across a recruit and i thought oh okay so i read all the characteristics of and i thought this is me this this is definitely what i want to mm -hmm. do and I actually did a degree in journalism, so although okay. it's not aligned to recruitment, there's so many yeah. transferable, yeah, like definitely. common ground, speaking with people, listening, understanding people, trying to get the right information out of them, being able to like communicate effectively. So I started in recruitment, and then I, yeah, I was doing recruitment for a couple of years, and then went into more fashion recruitment, mm -hmm. and doing more recruitment there, then now I'm doing more generalist HR. And just for anyone who doesn't know what HR is, it's just like the people in the company who look after the well-being of the company, making yeah. sure the company doesn't go to tribunal or mm. get sued, but looking after the people in mm. the company. Mm. So, yes, there's nice conversations like promotion, talent growth, empowering people, but there's also the not-so-nice conversations like when it comes to disciplinaries, mm. like mediating colleagues who are having disagreements, so those kind of things as what well. What company were you working for? So when I first started, it was a fashion recruit, but I won't say the name. It was a fashion um, recruitment agency. Okay. But I've always done like fashion in like HR and recruitment. So, yeah. so I was gonna say actually because I was like, you know, so many of us go to university. Yeah. And I say for example, I studied like math. Yeah. Like. I'm looking at careers, yeah. math orientated, not yeah. realising that I can... And do you know what, I don't know if, if you do agree, but you know when we were even like in sixth form, even just picking your GCSEs, mm. you were told, pick the GCSE that you're going to do for your job this in the future. Yeah, yeah. But when you do your GCSEs, you realise actually I can do A-level or B-tech or whatever, and they're like, okay, make sure you pick the B-tech yeah. that you're going to have a job for. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I have to pick that. But that is not the case. And I think that's sometimes where kind of in academia they slip up. Mm. They make you think you have to stay on this route in yeah, order to 100%. progress in that route. No, no, you really don't. All yeah. it is about is really 
like for me I just wanted to do a degree I would love because I knew that I would have to be in it day in day out yeah, some people like in certain areas like in medicine mm. in law yeah you have to do that but mm. many others you can go for something that you love doing and then acquire the experience yeah, after well, yeah oh, no, that's big, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Listen, dropping bombs. So, what, you, what what are you saying then? Do you think the education system have got it wrong in the approach into how the youth are choosing their yeah. career path? Not that they've got it wrong, but they should give, I guess, everyone all the options, not mm. just the limited options that are probably mm -hmm. the safest options. Mm. Because even if you think about people who want to have a career in design. That is a very competitive industry. So mm. they tell you, okay, if you want to do design, make sure you study design, make sure you get experience in design, and if you're doing that, that's all you can ever do. But then, let's say you actually end up doing that and you don't even enjoy working in design. Mm. In your mind, you kind of think, actually, I can't go in now to mm. another type of job because so I've been told that I can only do this particular mm field so mm -hmm. I do feel like schools should provide people with more options there's apprenticeships there's work experiences mm -hmm. there's training schemes there's shadowing in companies oh, wow. there's a much larger so variety yeah totally but I so think there's just the schools are not providing I think many they options yeah because I mean tell me when you guys were back in school did you have many speakers come into the no. schools so from like from other industries just to talk about what they've done because I, 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 I think I that is a big I, I, I think that's good actually because I think I think schools should have career coaches yeah like within them and not even just in the schools I think workplaces should have that I think yeah. everyone that's has what, that's educational facility wasn't it um who's those who are those people again connections oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so, I, so them, I was gonna yeah. say in my high school I said like I actually don't know what I want to do. I thought it was one teacher, I don't know what I want to do. Like, is anyone within this school I can speak to? Like, I thought it's a flipping connections and flipping <laughs> sandwalk can help you out. So, yeah. you're joking. No, do you know what? So, when we, we went college together, mm. right? And you touched on apprenticeships and mm. all of that. They did, that wasn't an option. That wasn't on the list like, of things they, to do. They saw it as a failure. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's not. It's not at all. What might work for you might not work for exactly. me. What might work for mm -hmm. me might not work for you. We're all so different. Mm. And with Let Me Upgrade, that's why I've made sure it's very personal to each person. I remember Connections. I went there when I was probably about 16, 17 at the time. Um, and when you go, like, they give they print out a lot of information. They give you kind of more information than what you need. Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel like it was personalised to exactly. me or my questions. So it's good to have the information, but to do more with it, it needs to make sense for probably mm, exactly. what my questions were at the time, yeah. what my personal goals were at the time. So yes, schools do refer connections, however, I think schools can do more. I'm just reminding people of what all the options are, not just limited options. I remember I got a, I got a release from my first college. Yeah. You got uh, a... Released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got kicked out. No, no, we're released. We're released, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically got kicked out. <laughs> Yeah. We got, we got released. We got yeah. released. We got released. What both of you? Yeah. Oh. Different, different colleges. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. But anyway, so I remember sitting down and they told me, you know, the reasons why. Yeah. It wasn't to do with like grades or anything. Okay. Just like behavior. No, it was behavior. <laughs> you went straight to behavior. Yeah. Behavior. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was, I was gambling. Uh, in, okay. in, um, in college. Were you playing money ups? Money ups. We were playing money ups. We were playing blackjack. Anything to make money. Good, good. Yeah. And we got, I got caught a few times. But okay. anyway, they said, oh, go to Connections, you know. Uh, they may be able to help you with your next career step. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
So I went to the one, um, the one that used to be on Wills and Heights. Yeah, that's the one that I went to as well, yeah. And I sat down with this woman and she, we're talking, I'm just like, look, I don't really know, like, mm. to be honest, like, what are the options? Yeah. And she, she was just giving me generic information. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, it was like going to the doctor's surgery, yeah. saying your knee hurts and yeah. they just print out bare stuff. Yeah. Just like you said. Mm. Yeah. And I ended up leaving there and I was just like, you know what, Barnes, I'm just going to do business. Mm. Yeah. That's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it's, a generic, it's a generic course and it gives you entry into yeah, different, different mm. parts of business. So why not? But how did you make that decision to go um, for business? Um, you know what, I was just, I just kind of thought, what course is well-rounded? Is what, yeah, exactly, well-rounded mm. can give me everything that I need. Yeah. yeah. And it was business was mm. exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, that's 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 big, man. That is that's big. big. Uh, but like obviously like um sort of like places like connections, I find like these educational facilities are pointing a lot of people towards connections sort of thing. Yeah. How do you get your clients? How do I get, get my clients? Yeah. So because I've started recently just in the summer, so yeah. um where are we now? We're end of September, so yeah, two months ago. So so far, it's been through my friends, their younger siblings to oh, start yeah. with, yeah. and also people that I've met, like when I've been out through contacts as well. Mm. So the people that I'm speaking to at the moment are university people, mm. which is good as well because it's before they're kind of finishing mm. up and moving on to the next stage. The whole graduate exactly. process. Exactly. So in my services, I have got something targeted mm. as like it's a graduate starter pack, so it's specific mm. for them. Yeah, sure. And I would love to do more with people who are like 20 to 25 mm. as well mm. because when you're actually when you've actually gotten into the job mm. it's understanding that you don't just have to stay within the role that you're at just mm. because you're grateful to be there just because you know i'm happy i've actually got this seat mm. no mm. you can do even more mm. because even just when i think about when i was at an agency sometimes i'd have people that i put forward for jobs and yeah they do it just because they want to go back to their company mm. to get a counter offer so counter offers in their company to mm. offer them a higher mm. salary because they've got an offer on a piece of paper but all that it's kind of stress to go through all of that whole interview process just to get another offer mm. just to come back to your boss it's not needed no. so i want to show people there's other tools other conversations mm. how yeah. to have that conversation to say to a market in terms of there is for, for like to, to get you ready for interviews there is there's yeah, a big so one my uncle actually sorry no, no, my uncle fine. actually used it and he, he as you know he was big in it yeah, just yeah, yeah. but he used it for interview practice when he was yeah. even to get the promotion within his company within yeah. HSBC he had to yeah because mm, some companies internally for in for promotions you do have to yeah. interview and you won't be the only one sometimes as well so he he he, he even said to me like listen it's very helpful because mm. a lot of the time you think, oh, let, let me just prepare for the interview by, you know, reading up on the company. Yeah, Wikipedia. Or, yeah. Wikipedia yeah. is not your best friend. <laughs> like, Everyone reads you Wikipedia. Need, you need to be able to articulate yourself correctly, answer mm -hmm. the questions correctly. I didn't know, I didn't know about that. Like, mm -hmm. I would go to um, a graduate assessment centre yeah. and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, yeah, I think I aced that. Mm -hmm. The feedback would be, okay, yeah, you didn't quite articulate yeah. your answers correctly. Mm -hmm. You didn't yeah. hit the, the boxes. So it's... To have a coach, someone that can teach you how to answer yeah, questions, yeah, yeah, how to yeah. formulate, and give you the confidence. Because yeah. yeah. going into an interview, you need confidence. One of the most of like succeeding in the interview is having confidence. But it must yeah. be really hard though, because you have to instill confidence in them. Yeah. Like, how how do you find 
you know that sort of yeah. drive and motivation so, from you you have to transfer it from yourself yeah. into them yeah exactly mm. Mm, you know what? Sorry. It's Kevin. I want to know from you. Bro, I just want to answer a question for you, man. Go for it. What I'm going to say is, I remember speaking to Carl. Me and Carl had a conversation. Yeah. He was looking for a job. I was looking for a job. Yeah. He, he, you at that point didn't think you were. You didn't think you were doing enough in your job, I like. Yeah. But by speaking to someone else and telling them what you've been doing in your role your current role and what you've been doing to succeed in that current role yeah. builds that confidence for them, is yeah. what I think. Because you know? yeah, well, the thing is, it wasn't until we had that conversation that I realised like, how much I was actually exactly. doing. Mm. Actually, exactly. Mm. Do you know what I mean? mm. So, yeah, sorry. I, no, that's fine. You actually just made me think of something else. Um, what was I going to say before? Yeah. So one of the things I do offer is mock interviews as well. Cool. Some people CV, amazing. Mm. So they get the interviews, go to the interview, not that amazing. Yeah. Um, even when you think about like your achievements, what have you done? Some people, even really simple things, is looking at your CV. Mm. Some people don't even read their CV before an interview mm. because they spent so much time practicing on how to shake hands, how to sit in an interview, yeah. how they should articulate themselves, what time they need to be there before yeah. the interview. Yeah. Like it's the smallest things, like checking your CV. Yeah. Some people also might not be prepared for that question at the end. Mm. What is your salary? What are your salary expectations? Mm. Because especially on that point, you don't want to stutter. If you stutter, it seems like you're not confident in yourself. So in terms of how I help people with the interview phase, mm. I think it's just my own passion when speaking to people. Because mm. sometimes people know the answer, but they might not know how to piece it together. Mm. So there's kind of like um, techniques you can use, for example, STAR method. Mm. So S-T-A-R, situation, you speak about the situation you did, you speak about the tasks that you did, the achievements and what the, resu what the results were. So for example, in competency-based interview questions, yeah, cool. even if you've never done it before, you mm -hmm. could say, in this particular situation, this is how I would approach it, and then you go mm -hmm. through those steps. So there's some there's a lot of really good techniques. Some yeah. people may know about them through research, but they've not physically done it as well, mm -hmm. so that's something that could be helpful. Yeah, I mean, I, well, <laughs> It's, it's funny because when we're all in interviews, I blag. I just go off yeah. tangent. I just, <laughs> I just, you know, start saying things mm. outland. Like, just not outland. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're saying things that you're, you're trying to get a reaction from I'm trying to get a reaction from yeah. 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 You want a reaction yeah. from them and you're not doing nothing. You're like, oh, But not I'm everyone not does funny. when they interview. Some people interview with a poker face. Yeah. As well. And I, oh. do you know what? I think the people interview with a poker face are the ones that actually end up loving you. Yeah. But sometimes you've got the ones who are like, mm, yeah, tell me more. And then you don't get the call afterwards as well. You don't even get the feedback. You're thinking, she loved everything I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned competency and the whole test and everything else. Do you think it can be a bit over excessive? Yeah, so like with some companies that have a lot of interview stages, and I don't always think too many stages are too many because it depends on the role. Mm. So I know someone, for example, who went to an interview with a startup company. Mm. So when they went, first they was meeting their potential line manager and they met someone in another department that they would be working with. Then when they left the interview, they gave them a task to do. That task took them about an hour and a half to do in their own time. And also remember, sometimes people have a job alongside that task. So if you're asking mm. someone to do a task, 
I mean, it should be like necessary to test the skills that they're going to need for the job that they're doing. So after that, they went back to the interview. They met three other people. They had to stay for like the CEO's talk. Like CEO does a talk with the company, and then they had to do like another exercise. So in that sense, yes, it's a lot of stages. Imagine going through all of that and you don't get the job. You could still say you'd still like that company because you've had a positive experience. So you'd recommend them to a friend. But if you went through that whole experience and you did get the job, it's also really good because a lot of the time when we interview, interview might be an hour, second stage might be an hour, but remember you're making a decision on a job, which is your career. So if you went to an interview and you decided actually it was really good, I'm going to go for it, you could be there for the next five years or more. But Remember, interview is not only about the company wanting you, you need to know you want them as well. So sometimes longer stages also gives the candidate the chance to understand if this is right for them. And often people interview for more than one job at the time, so you need to also be able to compare. The same way they need a variety of candidates, the same way you need to make sure that it's right for you as well. So like with regards to these like interview processes and like where people happen to return back on like more than one occasion to kind of do interview with someone else, for example. Where I find that quite difficult is if I need a job ASAP, yeah. like I don't want to be stuck in like a, a six-week interview process yeah. when I got bills to pay in four weeks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, sort of thing? Like, do, do, you, do you think like these these interview processes are fair, or do you think they should yeah. be changed or overhauled? Yeah, like I was saying, I think it really depends on the role as mm. well. Like, if you are going into a position, let's say you're replacing someone who's left yeah. in a company that's got quite a big team already, versus going into a startup environment where you might be only one of 10 employees, can you see why the interview process might vary? Because mm. that one person in the <coughs> startup environment will have such like an impact right. on yeah. maybe more within the company. Not saying in the other situation mm. they wouldn't, but they probably have got that many stages because they really, really mm. want to make sure that in terms of not only your skill set, but to make sure you're matching the culture. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like I've seen it on the other side, sometimes with hiring managers, they're just not giving feedback quicker enough, quick mm. enough. So they are losing really good candidates. Mm. And it's a shame as well, because if you think about the times of now, people aren't just interviewing for one job. So if you are taking six weeks just to meet two people in a company, I don't think that's fair, really. Mm. It should be a quicker turnaround than yeah. that. But actually, let me ask you a question. If yeah. you went to an interview, let's say on Monday, it was a half an hour interview, mm-hmm. they said they love you, come back the next day, it's another half an hour interview, and they offer you the job on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. How would you feel about that? I'd be over the moon. <laughs> I'd feel elated. Really? I, w- I would. Yeah. Really? yeah. Of course, but this is the number But they didn't say that though. That means that they didn't probably didn't have any candidates. <laughs> candidates, yeah. But yeah. I don't want that job, so <laughs> Surprise, you're taking time off work. This is what I was going to yeah, say next. Yeah, it's true. Like, you've got your dentist appointment. Your yeah, there's yeah, only yeah. so many doctors and dentists appointments. I'm saying. It's frustrating. Yeah, I can see true. why a lot of people yeah. get frustrated with the whole interview process yeah. and trying to find a job. Because not only are you, 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 you preparing for the interview, you're fabricating a life for what yeah, you know what I mean? You've got to upload that. It's, it's, it's it's absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's, it's just frustrating, man. Like, what, what, I mean, what questions? I was I wanted to ask you this, like, yeah. all of you. What questions throw you off? I think the one that throws me off is, um, uh, you know, the enthusiasm bit, where they're like, what, you know, how are you going to be, how do they say it? Like, what made you want to apply for this job? Okay. 
That's yeah. the tough oh, question. Yeah. That doesn't. That doesn't. That, I, I, because do you know what? You have to show yeah. the enthusiasm. Yeah. Your yeah. enthusiasm and passion has to shine yeah. through. Yeah, and also really like, truly, you're like, I, I need a picture. I need peace. Yes, it's simple as that. You know, it depends because if you're if you've applied to twenty jobs, mm. let's say, and you've got an interview for ten, just because you want a job quickly to yeah. pay your mm. bills. Compared to if you're applying to a company you've been following for a long time, mm. like there's and some really inspirational people working yeah. there. When they ask you why this company, you, I don't think that would throw you. Uh, that's why you have to go for the companies mm. that are going to impact your life. Because mm. if we just apply for anything and anything, mm. that's when you're like, okay, let me think about what I read on Wikipedia. Mm. Started, founded in this year, mm -hmm. this many um, stores, let's say if it's a retail company. But when you really apply for a job that you really, really want to work mm. for, I don't think that question will throw you. I completely agree with you. But then when when I'm under a time constraint to get a job, <laughs> true, true, I, true. I can't wait for these, these jobs to get back to me. <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, anything that comes up, I gotta take. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sort of thing, and that's really kind of difficult for me. Why do you think? Because this is also part of the reason why staff let me upgrade you. Because mm. I feel like there's a mentality mentality where it's like you just need to get a job to pay your bills, mm. and you stay in that job for thirty years. It's important that you've got security. Mm. Yes, security is important. Mm. But when do you think it gets to that point where we're told, "Look, I know you love this particular area. I know these are your skills." Go and do this job that fulfills these skills versus just doing a job that you're being paid to do. Like, why do you think people sometimes don't go for that option where you know, they're doing something they love? Because that's when you end up staying in a job where you build resentment yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with you. But, like, I think where my mind is, yeah, is that um, I don't believe that perfect job exists. Really? Yeah, so I'm I just, think I th I disagree with you. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Why I disagree with you? <laughs> I disagree as well. Okay, so you you start a new job. It's not it's not about the perfect job. It's not about the perfect job. What what it is is about being in a place where you feel value. Yeah. And you also feel like you you're actually adding value. Yeah. You get me? So, and so then that's where that's where that's where you, you, have a job, then. you find. Well, perfect doesn't exist, but that's where you find... We're not born on the rainbow, <laughs> but mm. like you said, Kevin, if you're in a job where you know you're adding value, your voice is heard, you're being rewarded and compensated mm. for that financially, plus you have a good relationship with your team, mm. plus like everyone has different motivations. Yeah. For you, your motivation might be job security. Mm. For you, it might be work-life balance, so a job where you know you've got your set hours, not doing crazy overtime. For you, it might be the salary. We've all got different motivations, mm. so if you can be in a job where it ticks all your personal boxes, mm. it could be your perfect job, especially if you're being recognised you're being uh, promoted, you're being given new it. projects, Let me you're stretching yourself yeah, and you're developing okay, so as a personal... I, I agree with you. My problem is like, I don't need to get up in the morning to go anywhere. <laughs> so for me, it's not something yeah. I enjoy doing. By the way, when we're speaking about, I'm not just speaking about going somewhere. Yeah. For you, it could be your being on being an entrepreneur, having yeah. a business yeah. in your home. This is it. A successful this business in your home, that for you is a perfect job. Yeah, There's not only one type of job. Yeah, yeah. But you can work from home. Huh? Who? A lot of companies do yeah, not work yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Companies are being more agile now, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I still, I still, I still, I still got to get up and start. Yeah, but <laughs> would you feel better if you, you got up and said, oh, you know what? 
Let me go shower quickly and uh, <laughs> let me turn on my laptop. Yeah. Literally, yeah. you feel more relaxed. Yeah. Not, I live 20 minutes with a bit of homes so under the hand. Like yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Listening to music when you want to yeah. listen to mm. music and, mm. you know, planning your day around mm. pretty much you, really. And um, you know, like with when it comes to influencers and obviously everyone speaks about this now, some people look at them and say, are you working? Are you not working? For a lot of them, that is their perfect job because yeah. They've got a particular skill. Mm -hmm. Like even if you think about people who play video games on YouTube, mm -hmm. that is their That's perfect job. They're getting paid to do yeah. that. Yeah. They don't have to be That's in an office. Yeah. That's actually you mentioned. Oh, yeah. that game, uh, I can't remember what game it was, but he actually won oh, over a million. About, yeah. And his parents yeah. kept telling him, get off the game, get off the game, yeah. get off the game. <laughs> yes, yes. And he comes up saying, now who brought the bait? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who brought the bait? Oh, no. yeah. What did I tell you? Who cleared the mortgage? You know what I'm saying? You're you. But see, that's that's a thing to do with parents, though, yeah. isn't it? Because you can have a child that spends all his time playing video games, mm. and all you're doing is mm. learn, 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 yeah. learn. But in this day and age, let's be honest. That's the thing. That's why it. we need to have. That's why people need to communicate. People need to speak because mm -hmm. it's not just like mm -hmm. I said, be a lawyer, be a doctor, yeah. do this. There's yeah. so many other types of so routes, many. and when you have a life coach. They will help you understand what are your actual life, personal, deep-rooted values, what are your motivations, and that's how you can start to go into a route that it's is true. perfect for you. It's true. Because how, what we do as our job is, like I said, it's our livelihood. Absolutely. So if we're doing something we're not happy with, of course it's not, it's not going to work for us mm. because we don't feel like we, we're actually in the place where we should mm. be. It's true. Do you know, and and it's, it's interesting that you say that because obviously working in a school, mm. you know, um, the, you know, the do you think that's the of care? No, I'm just, I'm just saying like students come up to me and, and I ask them like, what do you want to be when yeah. you grow up? And they're like, I want to be a YouTuber. And before, um, are they, bef before what age group is this? This is like year, the year nine, okay. the year tens, and I'll be like, this guy's a loose cannon. But no. <laughs> I watch these kids and then I'm just like, you know what? Okay, their points are valid. The the reason why they want to be a YouTuber is because they've seen something and it's more instead of dismissing them mm. we've got to sort of encourage that yeah mm. we've got to like speak to them and you know and say look if you want to do the yeah. whole youtubing and be an influencer go down this route yeah and you've and got arts why as well it's the if lack of education says, for teachers as well yeah like if a student says i want to be a youtuber just because it looks good yeah then okay they need to think about it a bit more but if yeah. someone says i want to be a youtuber because i don't know if i want to speak on climate change yeah. and I know I can change yeah. change my network and educate people more and at the same time they can profit from it, mm. then why not? Exactly. Yeah. So therefore, would you say that getting a degree and going through that whole education yeah. system is flawed? I knew you were going to ask me that. Has it lost its value? I, I, I personally don't think it's flawed. Mm. However, is it overrated? there are many options. That's the thing. There are just yeah. so many options. Going to yeah. university, having the picture in your living room with your, what's it even called, the thing, that, the fake diploma yeah, certificate yeah, that you yeah, got. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's a sense of achievement. I wouldn't, I don't think anyone should discredit that. I have that and I'm so proud of that. Mm. However, what you do after that is what counts because someone could spend 
three or four years just getting the degree for the sake of getting the degree mm -hmm. and then afterwards they may not do anything this is it and i felt like that in third year yeah. when i was doing my degree and i was just like i don't want to do this anymore mm -hmm. like why am i even what am i where am i going to take this mm -hmm. you know i didn't even go to my um graduate graduate you ceremony. didn't go i didn't go i just why? didn't feel like I did, yeah, it was, it's an achievement in itself, mm. but at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to use this mm. for anything. Mm. I only did, did it for my mum. That's why you went to uni. Okay. I only did it for my mum. And you sort of build up that sort of resentment towards yeah. your parents and everything else. Like Kevin's saying, rather than parents saying, learn, 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 you've got to um, channel that, that mm. child's sort of inner ability yeah. mm. to look at different avenues. Almost. So I didn't really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I was gonna add to that, but no. Yeah, but that, that's it. That's that's what I'm. That's how I feel when you yeah. jump. <laughs> and one of my cousins, she like she's really good in school, like with mm. her studies, and she's also really good at sewing and making mm. clothes. And one of her parents is like, "Yeah, this is good. Like, keep going. You can study and make clothes." and sell it at the same time and one of her parents is like actually you're spending too much time on the sewing, on the making of clothes, focus on your books, focus on studying then afterwards come back to making clothes mm. and I just ask myself like why can't she do both? Mm -hmm. A lot of the time now people aren't just doing one thing people who do well are doing multiple things, they're doing multiple projects mm -hmm. and even if you're not, I find that people who aspire to do that is people who aspire to do more things I guess they want to do it because they want to enhance themselves they want to, like, you know you hear about people who do like five different courses at the same time mm -hmm. that's because they've got the appetite to constantly learn mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a group of people who want to do this because they just want to improve themselves mm -hmm. and they also probably think about their parents like if we all think about our parents wherever they come from, how do they get to where they are now, mm -hmm. how do they provide for what we have now, mm -hmm. that's I think a lot of people's motivation that I speak to, mm -hmm. to want to do better mm -hmm. and if you also think about people's drive, mm -hmm. a lot of us, like we've all probably got different drivers but there's probably a really common goal mm -hmm. in, the reason that we're, in the reason that we're aspiring to do more mm -hmm. and if people take that drive as the reason that they, like you said, you went to uni because your mum really wanted you to go this but you kind it. of wasn't really feeling it, mm -hmm. however, I bet when you did go, the feeling that you gave her, that's irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. So although at the time you didn't do it for yourself, you've mm -hmm. done that for your mum, but now you're doing something for yourself, because mm -hmm. you were able to do both. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, if someone just goes to uni, gets a degree and doesn't do anything further with it, that's when you kind of need to ask yourself why, and that's when it goes back to the mindset. In your mind, are you in a cage where you've told yourself, mm -hmm. I can't really do anything else, because yes. that's when you start to constrain yourself, Absolutely. and then you become more, you become, you build more resentment mm -hmm. as well. So do you get people approaching you saying, uh, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. I don't know what job I want to be doing, what yeah. career I want to go into. Even I'm at so work. Lost. Yeah, even at work. So in my job, I'm a HR manager yeah. and I look after the UK population. Mm -hmm. And even the people at work who are already in their position, some people say to me, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of traveling, I'm thinking of leaving, mm -hmm. I want to go to a country overseas, but I'm not really sure of what I want to do. But I'm kind of here now. And then, to be honest, those are the people who probably aren't hitting their optimum in their mm -hmm. job because their mind is elsewhere. So when someone comes to me and says, even out of work and within Let Me Upgrade You, I'm not sure of what I want to do, 
um, can you help me? I can't always give people the answer. Mm. I start to ask them, tell me what you love doing, what makes you happy, what do you want to aspire to be? If you think about yourself in 10 years time, giving your younger self advice, what kind of advice would you like to be in a position to give? There's certain questions that we have to ask ourselves that will help us go towards that direction because if someone said I don't know what I want to do, I don't know what I want to be, you can't just give anyone an answer off the back of it. You have to really understand. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, like I said, with life coaching, it's personal to each person mm -hmm. because each person has different paths. We've all come from different backgrounds. Some people you see on the road, some of our mates, we don't know what's happening at home mm -hmm. behind closed doors. People are fighting battles and they're coming out looking fine, but that's also the driver of helping them decide what they do during their day. Some people work a nine to five, some people it doesn't work, and I don't think people should be judged for that either. Mm. Nah, that's, that's interesting, so very interesting. If, if, so, if someone's in a, a career that they're not being fulfilled by, yeah. what, what, what do you suggest? Because I mean, like if, they, if they're already like, for example, manager level in their, yeah. in their career, but they want to do something completely different, is it, I don't know, is it a safe option to start again, do mm. something that you are interested in? Yeah. I mean, but taking into consideration that this person may have that responsibility yeah, to their health or do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Would you recommend that kind of? It depends on the person. Mm. I, I don't want to keep saying that, but it really depends mm. on the person's mm. commitment. Mm. Um, like, there's someone who I know, they, they're like a, an adult, they're a grown, grown man, mm. and when they were younger, they like been doing music. Mm. And they got to a point where actually, I want to not do music anymore, I want to go back to school mm. and start again. So they were able to do that and they've yeah. done it successfully. You've got some people who probably don't have the network to financially be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So then it's starting to be, like you have to be creative and think how can I make the most of where I am Absolutely. at the Absolutely. moment and not to just, because you've got commitments, you can't just say actually I'm not going to do what I want to do. Because mm -hmm. if you think about how much of your life you give to other people versus what you give to yourself, mm -hmm. We all need to ask ourselves that question. Absolutely. A lot of the time we do things to make other people happy, but um, what yeah. about what we want to do? And I think if people around you love you, they will support you with maybe Absolutely. taking a bit of time Strong. to start mm. doing something that will Strong. make you happier. What, and what, if what you're happier, one thing, if you're happier, you can also give out more positive energy to the people mm -hmm. around you. Mm -hmm. But if you're What's bitter like in doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. Obviously, it's going to rub off on other people as Absolutely. well. And you'll start underperforming in your role. Yeah. Um, without it. even knowing it. Um, I was it. in a situation yeah. where um, I didn't feel like I was getting as much as I could mm. from the company. You knew you mm. could do better. Yeah. I was, I was doing really well. I was struggling mm. in a lot of um, different roles. Yeah. Mm. But I wasn't being, I didn't feel like I was being respected enough mm. from them. Mm -hmm. And then it, it got to the point where I was just like, you know what, whatever, man. <laughs> Like and and that, that's that was yeah. my mentality from then on. I'll still do my job, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I didn't really care much. And then I just handed in my notes and I yeah. left. How did you feel when you handed in your notice? I felt I felt good. Because, like a weight off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you know, if you're not going to appreciate what I'm doing, yeah. um, then someone else will mm -hmm. essentially. Um, and that's where companies, I think, slip up because you. You're saying you were doing multiple roles, so obviously mm. you were very valuable in your mm. company. Mm. If your manager could have had a chance to really understand what you, Kevin, 
what you need from the company, mm -hmm. they could have retained you and now your skill set has gone to another company. Mm -hmm. So it's a loss for the company and when we develop our skills further, when we start we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I'm here, I want to learn so much, but when we develop and grow, we're also, I guess, making money for the business because yeah. now it's our acquired skill set mm -hmm. is contributing to the skill set of yeah. to the to the, exactly. the success of the company mm -hmm. so if they could have supported you they would have been better off but now you've left because of the mistakes that they made it's true and yes. having a good manager that supports you that so believes important. in you I think that says that means so much to a lot of people because mm -hmm. that's what gets a lot of people to stay mm -hmm. as well do you know, do you, I've I've had a lot of good managers, yeah. and I've gone above and beyond for those like, managers. Exactly yeah. because I, it's like it's not necessarily letting myself down, but it's like oh, this this person's yeah. really got a lot of respect in me and a lot of effort in me, yeah. and it's always trying to die me. Yeah. I've got to do what yeah. like, I have to yeah. just yeah. because you you believe in me. Yeah. Like so, I want to reward that. So yeah, it's yeah. true. A good manager takes. It goes a long way. Yeah, that's big. And I, I respect the fact that you're saying that you've got to do what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the time, we as human beings, we as people, yeah. we're always thinking about other people mm -hmm. in more than yeah. two ways. Yeah. Either you want to make people happy or the fear of being judged. Yeah. You know? I think if, for example, Carl's saying, oh, you know what, I'm going to, if I quit, oh my gosh, what's that person yeah. going to say if I if I'm unemployed for that duration yeah. of time, let's say six months down the line, I don't have a job. You know, I think it's it's fear, and I think mm. what what um, for anyone that's listening, I think what you said is absolutely hundred percent. Right. You've mm. really got to look and believe in mm. yourself. You know, you've got to have faith in your. But abilities. also communicate, man, and communicate. because a lot of the time, like like you all saying, it's it's we're thinking about other people, mm. like. What if I if I leave this job? Like, mm. what's this person gonna say? Mm. Like, it's always putting other people mm. before yourself, and yeah. it's not it's not nice, mm. you know. Because and I'll, I'll tell you a story. You know, our cousin was yeah. working at um, a big big job, making yeah. big money, yeah, big money, like in, insane. <laughs> but the culture, yeah. the culture of that workplace, did not accommodate her needs mm. in terms of her mental health she was just like this is affecting me yeah. it's affecting me emotionally you know she's work. i don't want to go into yeah. too much into it but she was working at a company where they were just so driven mm. and she was going above and beyond staying long hours and she left and you know you mentioned mental health like how important is it for you to be in a at a job where it makes you happy. How, how, how important is it? So, honestly, I can't... If I could quantify it in a number, mm. I would. <laughs> it's so, so important. Because people get anxiety people, attacks. People, yeah. And especially, for some people, going to work is their time away from their problems at home. Mm. Especially, like I said, if you're in a career that you love. Or even if you're working from home <laughs> as an entrepreneur, <laughs> that is going mm. to be your livelihood, your, your sanctuary. So if you know that at home is tough and when you go to work it's even tougher, how are you going to recharge yourself? Yes. Where are you going to, like how can you be better? Exactly. So working somewhere, like your cousin that you gave an example mm. of, I, I knew someone who was working in a big four mm. and there was things like really dodgy things going on in their company, like things to do with harassment and to put yourself at risk of that just for the sake of having a good salary mm. but being in fear 
but okay, I'm going to get my bonus, but mm. worrying about what's going to happen if you're left in a room with someone, mm. you just kind of have to think about, okay, is it is it really worth it? Mm. Because yes, you could get, you could go somewhere else even with the same kind of benefits or maybe somewhere with a lower income, but just knowing that your mental health is being looked after, mm. it's worth more. I mean, it's priceless. You can't even quantify wow. how important that is. Big. Kevin, I think you touched on a point when you were speaking about Actually, we all spoke about doing things for other people. And I remember when I started at my current company, I started on a contract, it was a maternity cover. I remember when I was going for it, my parents were like, are you sure about this? It's not secure, mm -hmm. it's a contract. Yeah, I remember I just said to them, it's gonna be fine. I know I'm gonna be staying here permanently. I know I've got this. And I believe that's because I believed in what I was going to do. Mm -hmm when I got there and that's why a lot of it is about mindset and obviously in some companies if you're on a contract it's due to finances it's due to what happens at that time however I don't feel like we should shy away from that because some contracts you learn more in the space of maybe 12 months if it's a 12 month contract than you could being in a in a permanent job for one year so not being afraid to take that risk and I've noticed the younger generations they're all about risk they're all about doing things to see what happens next. So I think we should try and take some of that as well when mm. we make decisions. Obviously, we need to make decisions that are going to be fruitful, but not being fearful of what could happen mm -hmm. if it doesn't work out, because mm. there's always options as That's well. That's it, believe in your source. Yeah. <laughs> believe in your source, you get me? So you see, you see, you said the importance of like kind of doing something that you enjoy doing. Yeah. How do you know what you enjoy doing? So like, say for example, I've got I've gone to school. I studied yeah. Well, yeah, English, yeah. math, history, stuff like that. Got yeah. my GCSEs. Gone yeah. to college, study business. Gone to university, study business. Okay. I haven't really experienced anything else. How mm -hmm. do I know if business is right for me yeah. or? Absolutely. Yeah. So when you were studying business, did you mm -hmm. is that did you enjoy it? Is that why you did it at university? Well, you didn't study business at university, no. Well, not a kind of pilot, kind of. Oh, sorry, I thought you said you did business. Oh, no, as, a, as an example. Oh, right, like, okay, yeah, okay. So how would you know? I think we just have to pause and take time to actually think about what makes us happy because it's not always about... Like, even if you look at a job description, for example, if you're looking for a job, and it's just like all these things are like, yeah, I can do that, I can do that, I can do it. It's not only about can you do it, but can you do it because you're going to enjoy doing it so that means you're going to excel when you do it as well mm. often we're on like this kind of hamster wheel where we're just doing things because we know we want to be promoted in a year's time we know that Kevin who sits across the desk from me he wants to go for the job that I want to go for so I'm just going to keep moving forward to make sure that I get and he doesn't get it and that's how they get caught up, exactly. Mm. And you always it, want to compare each other. And it gets really competitive. Mm. Like, even if you think about your group of friends, we all kind of started around the same time because mm. we're probably similar ages. Mm. Okay, so you're, you're clocking your friend, but then you're also clocking yourself. So, so if they've done that, okay, actually, no, I need to do this. But when do we actually pause Gosh. and just think about what we want to do? And that's how I think we can start to realise what we love doing. Yeah. And I understand what you're saying, like if you haven't actually experienced it, how can you know? But we all know what we love. We all know when we're sitting there, what things make us laugh, what things give us joy. We all know what things we look forward to doing. And that's in our personal lives, but there are things 
in our personal lives that we love doing that we can transfer into work. Like, let's say if I like love sports and mm. I was into tennis, like I love tennis. Absolutely. Why would I not try and get a job doing that? Like I could work in a school teaching PE, teaching sports, mm. doing that. That's because I love sports. So but you the, have to- For example, you do love said tennis. You do love tennis, yeah. 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 Like, I can't play tennis, by the way. It's a really bad thing. That's what I was going to say, though. Imagine you actually can't play tennis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, 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 but see, like, how can I, I convert that into something else? I can understand, I can understand yeah. why. Yeah, I For example, you love cars. Yeah. That's your yeah. passion. You love cars. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, yeah, my dream job would be a racing driver. I can't drive a No, 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 no. You've got to do something. Within that. Exactly. You can go work in a garage. You do like fixing cars. You understand? You've got a degree now. Wait a second, I spoke to the gentleman yesterday who actually works in a garage. <laughs> he says he can't wait to get out of there. No, no, he can't, but that's he can't not, buy a house. Not, 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 how do you know? Exactly. How do you know that's his passion? Hmm? How do you know that was that that was his passion? It probably wasn't. No, no. But what I'm well, saying, he probably got to pay at home. But what I'm saying to you is, you can you can go work for Mercedes, for example. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the ground working with the cars. You can work with the car development team. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I completely agree with you. Uh, that sounds amazing. But I've got a car and finance degree. You can use the degree. To actually get in the field to do with cars. Exactly. Let me give you an example. You said you, you love cars. Yeah. You said you love cars. Yeah. So you obviously know a lot about cars. Mm -hmm. You love it. You you're good at accounting and finance. Mm -hmm. So that means you've got a good financial eye. Yeah. So you also love. You said working from home, being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So just from those things you've told me, could you not set up a business at home, consulting people who work in the car industry, making smart decisions about what cars to buy next? Because a lot of hey, people. Hey, you talking about? Yo, listen to that. How many? Let me ask you a question. How many of your friends oh. want to go buy another car, and they're like, actually, let me call Carl because he knows a lot I about cars. I literally, I got jacked a car, car jack just last week. Why can't you? You could start a business you. doing that. You could even do it from home. You could start up a quick oh. Instagram oh. website. All you need um, is a phone. People on. could be calling you, asking for friends. Okay, I'm thinking about this mm. car. How does it drive? It's got this little engine. How like how like how could it work for me? This is my lifestyle. I've got these many kids. Like you just really need to think about what is your passion and how could you turn that into something you love. You and you could start. You. You, you know you could start doing this in your free time alongside work to see how it could build momentum. And then you could start. You could you could take over your day job as well. You just need the right contacts because then that could end up being your perfect job. You said there's no such thing as a perfect job, right? If you were doing that, like, think about it. Hush. Ivy, Ivy, don't charge me, don't charge me. I'm not charging you. You need to go, you need to go and uh, get a consultation, my friend. <laughs> no, but you know what? You know what? Do you know, sorry, one more thing. Do you know how many people would love to speak to an accountant just to get things in check? You're good at it naturally. Why not leverage it off that? Like, I don't understand why you're not doing it already. Oh, because I'm not that good. so how we started this podcast. We just yeah. uh, <laughs> done it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and look at you guys now. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just constantly being judged. I like to live.
positivity mm-hmm. and always believe that you can do something. Yeah. So when someone's negative and comes mm-hmm. with a negative mindset, oh maybe I can't do this one, why can't you? This is what, what you don't like talking to me, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I like talking to you because he, he speaks about certain things yeah. that I'm probably experiencing as well. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and through our conversation we're able to motivate each other, we get off the like, cool, let's go yeah. do mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've, I, yeah, man, I just like people to be positive and believe yeah. in their source. Yeah. You yeah. can do anything you want to do. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Do you know what I mean? Don't don't hold yourself back. Is is my thing. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got uh, questions from uh, Forza Party. Cheers. Come on. <laughs> what do you say? Forza Party. Okay. Forza Party. <laughs> An extra incentive. <laughs> extra incentive. Okay. There's a lot of uh, you know young kids out there that are. Yeah. Uh, Who's this one from? So this one again, spontaneous composition. He <laughs> loves. He loves the show. He loves the song. He's saying, what advice would you give to people with no experience in the field mm-hmm. they're applying in? How can they market yeah. themselves? Great question. Bloody good question. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Can I have a crack? I want to, to, I want to <laughs> hear Kevin, from... Kevin wants to say it. I want to hear from... I want to hear from... I know you're passionate. I just essentially want to see if what I'm saying is along the right lines. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay, go on. Go on. No, 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 no I'm saying, what I'm saying is, whatever that person has been doing before, do they have tra- transferable skills, mm. right? And I understand that when you're looking for a job, tailor your CV to that role. Mm. So you're essentially bringing out those skills that they would need in that role. Yeah. That's, that's I guess that's how you will market yourself. To, Fair play, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And to add on to that, what's really annoying for a lot of people is when they go for a job that they've not necessarily done and they're told you need experience. But mm. then you're like, hang on, I need experience to get the experience. Well, give me in the first place. So I know for a lot of people, mm. they're like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So similar to what you said, think about your transferable skills. But to give you an example, let's say you spoke about a garage. Let's say you worked in the garage, mm. but really your passion is to, I don't give an example, to work Dance. in, what? Dance. Dance, okay. <laughs> I like, you gave me a hard one, I like that, okay. <laughs> So this person works in the garage, they need to ask themselves, why do they want to work in dance? Are they actually good at it? <laughs> so, because we have to also be realistic. As much as we want to be where we mm-hmm. want to be, we have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. So that person who works in the garage, if they want to be in dance, what are they actually doing? So are they going to dance kind of events? Are they networking with people in dance? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to get work experience even sometimes you have to start with unpaid because if you've got another job yeah. in the garage why don't you some of your annual leave and do a bit of experience mm-hmm. just to kind of help yourself mm-hmm. if you can't get the experience why not buy courses online mm-hmm. you can go to dance studios just mm-hmm. ask the guard the person who owns it can i just sit in the background mm-hmm. can i just see how you run things here or, or can I help out? like yeah just mm-hmm. to yeah, like probably. put yourself forward mm-hmm. And then when you've even got just a tiny bit of experience on your CV, you just need to like go with it. Mm-hmm. You need to exaggerate all that dance mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and let it be the top highlight of your CV. Mm-hmm. Also think about what you're applying for. Do you need to add a portfolio? Do you, do you need to add a video of mm-hmm. yourself showing your dance mm-hmm. skills? You have to really make it specific because most of the jobs we apply for, there's a couple of hundred other people applying for it. Mm-hmm. So you need to think about what is going to catch the eye yeah. of that person. Absolutely. LinkedIn is another tool. Like, what are we really doing with our LinkedIn profiles as well? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> that is honestly, uh, this is like a whole other topic, but there's so much you can do with LinkedIn. Yeah. 
all my jobs I've gotten, I've gotten them through LinkedIn, and that's yeah. without even applying for them. Wow. So there's so much that you can do. LinkedIn is your window to a lot of people. And it doesn't even have to be the nine to five. If you want to be an entrepreneur from home, why not connect with people who are doing what you want to do? Message them, can I meet you mm. for a drink? Can I meet you for a coffee? I want to see how you got to where you got mm. to. If you send that message to 30 people, I guarantee at least even five will respond. Mm. And if you can have five meetings with those people, you can start to brainstorm, you can start to do a six, 12, 18 month plan of mm. how you're going to get to where they get where how they got to where they are sorry and then you just need to start actually taking steps mm. a lot of time we think about oh, i could do this we daydream about it however what are the actions that we're mm. taking as well so obviously garage dance that was a bit of a random example but hopefully for whoever asked that the Precision. context is That's there it. yeah i actually use linkedin quite a lot Good. um i'm always on it i'm always messaging random people mm. and i've started to notice that a lot of people are um, so I'm, I share some of the podcasts on, mm -hmm. on my LinkedIn, just so, just to get people aware, yeah. to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, but I've actually, I, I remember at one point I wanted to get into uh, advertising. Mm -hmm. And through LinkedIn, I just, I literally just randomly messaged this guy and I was just mm -hmm. like, look, listen, I know you work for this company. Um, I'm interested in working mm -hmm. for them. Um, can I meet you, like, and just, like Starbucks or something, mm -hmm. just to tell me what steps mm -hmm. I could go through to actually get there. Mm -hmm. And... He actually met me, gave me his number, said, look, call oh, me on this day. Um, mm. I was working at EE at the time, yeah. on Oxford Circus, so we went to the Starbucks and I sat down with him for yeah. about an hour and yeah. literally just talking about the passion for it, how to get yeah. into it, what steps to go through so and what good. I need. And he was just like, look, call me anytime. That's Whenever so you need good. anything, just call me. So yeah, it's, it's, it is, like you said, yeah. echoing what you said, it's a good tool. Building these it contacts. Like, exactly. It's so good that you did that. Imagine exactly. if you hadn't and you were like, Oh, should I message him? Should yeah. I not? Sometimes we kind of convince ourselves out of doing things. Yeah, exactly. But through meeting him, I'm sure it helps you to understand do Absolutely. I go down the route of advertising? Do I not? Exactly. And how can I get to mm. that stage? Mm. And on LinkedIn as well, what I used to do when I was first starting out, I used to look at people's positions of kind of where I wanted to get to. Then I'd look at all their experience That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. and kind of what they did what kind of companies they worked at, how many years they spent in each role. And that really helped me to plan my like my career over the last like five years because I knew if I've had a look at these 30 people, they've done it in this way, surely I can also do this or better yeah. as well. So when I was looking for my current role, that's yeah. exactly what I was good. doing. I typed, into, I typed the role name into, yeah, into a search bar and then I literally just started clicking on people's names. Yeah. And then I saw, okay, so this person came from here, yeah. I got there, so okay, mm. <laughs> I've got more direct experience, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Next one, okay, cool. And these are real that's people as well. And you know, so, and funny enough, some of them, Click back on my profile and start yeah. lagging me. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And just starting a conversation. Uh, that's, so, yeah, oh, that's it's, it's very important because, because for example, I was applying to Goldman Sachs for yeah. one of the roles there, and I said, you know what? Let me have a look at who works in Goldman mm -hmm. Sachs, right? And then there was this, there was there was one person I clicked on their profile, and they just started there. However, they came from like customer service, not okay. even customer service. They came from so the role was for um, uh, customer success. Yeah. yeah. And this person came from, I think it was like, whatever it was, it was, it was something, something random, it was like something it wasn't random, expecting, yeah. like nothing, no connection, but they, they got the job yeah. on the sides, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, okay, so how, how did this person get yeah. there? So I, I just messaged, and yeah. I was just like, how did you get there? That's, yeah. that's interesting that, because uh, we've got another question from 
T dot star one six. He said twenty five. Yeah, T dot star one six. He said, um, "Do you think a lot of uh, people from our demographic, black people, mm -hmm. use the race card? Do we use the race card? We didn't get the job because I'm black." Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Do you do you feel like some sometimes it's true? It's easy to use it. However, if, for example, someone is black, but they're a male, or someone is black and they're female, someone's black and they're young, there's so there's a mixture of so many different varieties. Like You can't just say, because I'm black, I didn't get it. Because sometimes you can interview with someone who's from the same country as you and you still might not get it. So in that case, what would you say? Because I'm a male, I didn't get it. Because yeah, I'm, I'm a female, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I'm going in, but he's going yeah. in too. I'm from South, he's from North. I think some people there's, there's do use it yeah, as an excuse. And even if you're thinking that that company is not diverse mm. and there's a possibility that actually they're looking for only a certain type of profile mm. ask yourself do you really want to work there anyway mm. Mm. That's true, so and if you feel like they have used that and maybe you found out that maybe they actually did i don't know through other people work there hopefully mm. not then you need to think about okay if this is going to be a bit of a limitation for me mm. What else can I do in an interview mm. to really show up, mm. to really make myself stand up, stand mm. out as well? What about this whole that's imposter syndrome thing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? Where you know you try, you know, put on an act. Hello. <laughs> 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 <I'm married>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gary. Hey, for an interview. Good old chat. Yeah, that's yeah. actually that was actually a good. Yeah, who I was in person. Yeah, very often. Some people do that. Some people do do that. Do you know what's funny? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Listen, if you have to be one yeah. type of Eli at work yeah. and one type one type of Eli at home, yeah, yeah. it's gonna get to a point where your energy that you're using to be the fake, let's yeah. say fake, yeah. to be the fabricated Eli at yeah. work, the energy you're using to be that person is gonna run out. Yeah. And it's gonna take more energy to be like that. Yeah. That's why if you're working somewhere where you know you can just be, be who you are. That is your. That's the place where you can and be that's your optimum. What my, my friend is having a problem with because. Yeah. Sorry to cut. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Because he was saying, he, you know, that his workplace they, they did a three month review, and and he was stats don't lie. He was selling cars yeah. and selling a lot of them, and now the workplace is telling him that, oh, you know, we feel like you're too laid back and you're not um, joining in with our banter. And he's just like, huh? he's just like, what does that mean? What's yeah. that got to do with my that's training? That doesn't affect the success I mean? of your work. Yeah, and he's just like, my stats just, it says otherwise, you know what I mean? I've been coming in, working, so like, yeah, but you know, we just feel like you're too laid back. You know, you've got to be a little bit mm. more aggressive. What is, what's that? What is that about? You know? I mean, I that's, do... that's the problem with being yeah. yourself because the certain companies want you to act a certain way. Yeah. And then but that's if not what if you if, if that's not who you are, you can't, you can't, can you you can't do that. I know someone who worked at a company and when they got their new starter pack, mm. there was information about like if you want to be promoted in the company, mm. this is how you have to behave, this is what you need to do and everything. Mm. There's actually a section that said if you want to be considered for promotion, you have to be seen as socialising with people in the work environment. Mm. So that means you have to be at the Friday drinks. Yeah. You have to be 
part of all the socialising. But then it's like, hang on, no, because if I don't want to do that, I might have children at home, I might have other commitments, I might have someone that I'm caring for. As long as I come to work and I do my, I'm successful at my job, yeah. that is what is important. Well, exactly. I feel like you've been trying to say something for time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to... So this is an important thing where you've got to be someone else at work, for yeah. example. Say flipping, um, what do you call it? Jimmy from North Lizzie <laughs> and he works to work for one of the big four in London. Yeah. You can't be taking his roadman <laughs> up into Peter. Yeah. Yeah. But then what's the yeah. I'm here for like, that big boy executive. But, <laughs> but if Jimmy does if Jimmy does not get a job there, yeah. Jimmy will probably never become a manager there. Mm-hmm. And if Jimmy doesn't become a manager there, how can Jimmy get more North Weezy guys into the company? Mm-hmm. Obviously Jimmy's gonna have to adapt himself in yeah. the workplace but he should not not be true to himself mm. like i remember my current company when i had my final stage interview one of the like she was amazing one of the ladies said to me ivy look you're going to do well here i know that but don't ever change just don't ever change who you are and i think that's why i say i have my dream job because how i am now yeah. is how i speak to people at work like when i have so one-on-one meetings with employees and they're like my manager's this, or I'm not happy, or actually I really want to get promoted, but I try to speak to my manager, it's not working. How I speak to you now is how I speak to them. Mm. Like, I just, I just keep it real, and I think that's mm. why I get on with everyone so well mm. in my company, because normally with HR, you think, oh my gosh, HR's there, be careful what you say. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, in, they've, yeah. like, when HR's walked into the kitchen, yeah. everyone starts whispering. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's yeah. not like that, because mm. probably because I work for a young company as well, mm. like the demographic of really open-minded. Mm. I speak to everyone how I speak, like how I'm speaking to you guys right mm. now, and that's why if you're working somewhere, you're in, like imposing another persona, mm. it's it's not going to last. Yeah. But if Jimmy from North Weezy is in that company, <laughs> he's going to have to adapt himself. But bear in mind, Jimmy got into that company, he got the job there yeah. by being Jimmy anyway. Exactly, that's so, my point. So, so exactly. to get, you, you went through the interview process to get there. Yeah, no, when they hired you. But I mean, like, if Jimmy's like a, you know, a serious land talk, he's not going to be taking a stand to interview. <laughs> no. so, he, so he wouldn't have got a job being Jimmy. No, but he'd speak yeah, it up. It would have been James. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. Listen, yeah. Big up Jimmy, innit? <laughs> What, uh, we got another question. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the questions that trip people up the most? Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to salary, mm. a lot of people find it difficult what to. Do you mean salary? So let's say if I'm interviewing you and I say, mm. Eli, what are your salary expectations? Two hundred k. The max. People could the either max. be unrealistic or they could undersell themselves. So what do you do? Yeah. Actually, in America now, a lot of companies don't even ask what your salary is. Mm. They go with the salary that the job is budgeted at because they recognise that sometimes when you tell someone your salary, let's say if you said your salary was 10K, a lot of companies will go, okay, let's just give them 11K because, you know, it's just a bit more. Mm. But if that job is worth 50K, Mm -hmm. we're going to give you 50K because you're going to be doing that job. So when it comes to salary, I think as a candidate, you shouldn't ask, what is the salary? This is what I'm looking for. When they ask you, you say, look, I've evaluated the job description. I can see the job description is going to include um, I don't know, leading projects, it's going to include ensuring that our policies align. So considering the amount of responsibility this yeah. job is looking for, mm. my range is X to Y. Mm. 
I will be happy with what you offer me based on what you've seen from me today. Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, um, I think I want, um, maybe, because that's when they just kind of think you don't yeah. even know your worth, really. Mm. You need to be confident in salary. Yeah. Right, though, for real. Mm. Shoot. For real. Listen, I got asked that question in my, in my last interview, and I, I said it straight. Yeah, that's the moment, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm affected. I'm listening to that. I'm looking. I'm not going to stutter. Some <laughs> people find it hard, though. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like you. But that's what that's what he's bold. Yeah, he's bold. That guy's got confidence. He's got confidence. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I should ask. And I want to say this for all the females who might be watching this. Typically, men feel more comfortable to say, I want this, or men are more likely, based on stats, to negotiate their salary. If you're a female and you know that the job you're doing is warranting a certain salary, mm. I don't think you should shy away from that. Mm. The other question that might come up that some people might not feel conf confident with is when they say to you, what is it that you're going to bring to this company yeah. that no one else can bring? This is true. I've been asked that question quite a few times. and. Through going through different interviews, I've, mm -hmm. I've started to understand because essentially what they're asking you is, what are you good at, yeah. basically? And like, why what, you exactly. and not the other candidate yeah. I just exactly. met before you? So all I ever say is just what I've done in my career and mm -hmm. why I've done that mm -hmm. and what my passion is. Like mm -hmm. I enjoy speaking to people mm -hmm. um, and I enjoy giving great service like, yeah. and making sure that people um, yeah, get what they need and yeah. essentially, essentially just elaborate on that. Mm -hmm. and. Talk about your role and all of that sort yeah. of stuff and how you are in the office. And mm -hmm. But yeah, that that used to trip me up because it was like, what? Mm. But now it's like, it's true. What is your yeah. life? That's true. It is. It, that's true. You, you know, for me, what trips me up is when they are. Like, even though, like, I probably know the answer. Like, like kind of seventy five at the time. What trips you up? When when they when they give me like a, a competency based question, like out of the blue, like you ask me, oh, like, so like, where, where you where, where you from, sort of thing, and I say, yeah, yeah. So, oh, how'd you do a double entry? Like, take it easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just asked me where I was from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love competency. That's <laughs> why you have to use those techniques. Like, star, star. like the star technique. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. quite a what few is it techniques. Again? So, situation, task, task, action, result. Oh. So, if you break down in your mind, so this was a situation, mm. these are the steps that I took mm. to have a good result, mm. this was the actual result, mm. and then this is the impact I made. Mm. Even if you've not actually done it before, but you're thinking theoretically, mm -hmm. that will help you give a really good yeah, answer. Yeah. And even if sometimes when you get nervous and you might go off track, nervous, yeah. star in your mind will help you stay focused on yeah. giving a good and, answer. And that's very true. But the thing is, that's not my competency is on a different hard drive. I need to switch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That, a good tip is if if you if you're in an interview, just take a sip of water. Yeah. That's your thinking time. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. okay, so you've asked me this. Okay, so one second, water. So. Yeah. I just it's better to take thinking time than to rush into giving an answer because because just because you want to give an answer really quickly. If you can give a valuable answer that's taking you a bit of time, that's better. Even if you say, um, one second, let me just recollect, let me just think back. Okay, yes. This is how I did it. Mm -hmm. You seem more confident mm -hmm. in your answer as well. So just um yeah. So there was this time where I yeah, yeah. no. It's sometimes not, what I do is you know what, sometimes I say oh you know what, that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. That, 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 that,
I'm yeah. a really good one for this. Yeah. In my head, I'm processed. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you got a thing. You know what? So my, my partner's the one that actually taught me about the style technique. Yeah, okay, good. Um, and since then, it's helped me yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, but I have a question on my own. Mm. How do you tackle when you've gone to an interview and you've been told you're overqualified? Yeah. It's disheartening because yeah. it's happened it to me. Yeah. But what's your advice to the person then? So if someone says you're overqual overqualified, they would have seen your CV before they invited you mm. into the interview. So there's two parts to it. One part could be they're just saying that to be nice because yeah, maybe true. they don't have the time or just aren't able to articulate good feedback. Mm. On the other hand, if it is really the case where they've met you and they're thinking, oh, actually, maybe Kevin's going to want a promotion three weeks' time and he is overqualified, I think you should definitely use that as a chance to have a conversation where you're like, okay, so you said I'm overqualified for this job. Can we? Can you give me more feedback? Like, mm. what is it about my skill set? Is there another position in the company mm. that I could be more suited 100%. for? 100%. Or they might think, actually, you're asking for too much money. Mm. And that's the way they're covering up the overqualified mm. thing. So you could say, that's why I say ask for more feedback in regards to that, because then you can understand what is it they're really speaking about. Because mm. if it is a case of actually you've got more experience than what they're looking for, you can start to ask them, okay, have you considered going down this route for the role? Mm. Because often when a job description is created, unless it's a replacement like for like for someone, there might be a constraint. But sometimes when it's a new role, it's probably better to have someone who's a bit overqualified in a sense because you're going to bring more to the role Definitely. as well Definitely. so just sorry in summary just make sure that yeah. you delve into more feedback because i think overqualified is not enough feedback especially if you spent the time coming to the interview especially if you had a good relationship with them and even if that time is not right make sure you try and stay in contact with them so yeah. when something else might come up your situation might change you could re-engage with that company in the future as well Wicked. We've got one oh, last question. Kevin's <laughs> got a question. Um, he says, I'm from Australia. Uh, he's, Australia. He's Australia. 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 <laughs> Australia. Come on. Name yeah, Australia. Australia. Getting, getting worldwide. You know what I mean? Getting worldwide. There's no names right there. So, anyways, what he's saying is that um, his name's B Santa. Uh, his B Santa. B Santa. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Have you worked with anyone looking for sponsorship? What sort of advice do you or would you give them yeah. if you're looking for sponsorship to so, stay? So yeah, so at work I'm the one who does all those kind of sponsorship mm. situations. So it depends on the type of sponsorship as well because there's tier two visa, tier four dependent visas. Depends oh. if you're on a current visa at the moment when your visa is expiring. I would recommend that if you are looking for a company to sponsor you, if possible, to try to to go in at a level where you know you can really add value because sponsorship for companies it costs about five thousand to six thousand including legal fees wow. so for them to want to sponsor you there has to be something special about you because mm -hmm. if they can get another person with similar skills where they're not going to have to pay for sponsorship mm -hmm. in some situations the company might go for that employee mm -hmm. so if someone is on a visa at the moment let's say they've got a year left on their visa you have to think about, do I go in at a company, go in for a company where I want to show my experience mm. and then make that good of an impression where they want to keep me because mm. they've seen what I can do? Mm. Or do I start applying for companies who can, who can sponsor me from the get-go? Mm. But bear in mind, they haven't seen what you can deliver yet. So I'd recommend, with whatever time you've got left on your visa, start working for that company. Mm. Because often, if you're that good, the company won't want to lose you and they'll be willing to pay that money. 
find out if the company is actually a company that can sponsor people because not all companies have a specific certificate of sponsorship mm -hmm. agreement mm -hmm. where they can and in that case when they tell you they can't they actually can't so there is a process for sponsorship it can take anything between one to three months mm -hmm. depending on what happens with the resident labor market test which mm -hmm. is when you have to advertise it on the government careers page mm -hmm. And then it has to go through a panel mm -hmm. where the government get a selection of different applications mm -hmm. and you only get that far where the company can justify there's no other settled worker mm -hmm. who can oh. do the same job as you. Mm -hmm. So then they can go forward to the panel. Then the panel looks at everyone's application and then like, okay, yeah, I can sponsor you because there's no other settled person. Mm -hmm. For sponsorship, there's also particular criteria depending on the job you're doing because it has to be seen as a job that's bringing something to mm -hmm. The, to the com to yeah. the country actually yeah. and it has to be a particular like for example dentistry doctors nurses they're the ones that often get sponsored quite quickly yeah. and there used to be a situation where they'd go into the same panel and then sometimes you'd have to wait for a couple of months to get approved because all the people in that field would get it but now they've got a separate allocation which is good so it means there's more opportunities for people who want to get sponsored mm -hmm. but you just have to make sure that your your experience is unique enough to really stand out and meet the requirements mm -hmm. so what people can do is their initial research on the government government and um, website yeah. um i think it's called direct gov they've changed it now whatever mm -hmm. I can't, i'm not sure what it's called mm -hmm. but just have a look at the requirements of what your job and skill will fall into Brilliant. and then you can take it from there to see if you're actually eligible for sponsorship. So, so if you've got a couple of weeks left on your visa, you better, you're wrong. You better, you're, you're, you're wrong. first. <laughs> Sometimes you have to leave the country and re-enter, oh. it really depends as well. Kevin, is that what you did? <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. yeah, yeah. Just talking about the one that got. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, had friend, I had a friend that yeah. couldn't get a job here because no one would sponsor him. Yeah. So he actually got sponsorship from China. So he's working. Oh, right. In China. Okay. Um, so yeah, no, it, it happens. But I wanted to ask you more about how starting the business. Mm. Like, what did you find any difficulties starting? Yeah, because it's um, a business entrepreneur. You know what the hardest part was actually creating everything. Because I had the idea in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and one night I just literally stayed up and just made the website. Let me just just put everything in my mind on there. And I started doing it just on Microsoft, just typing up all different things I wanted to do. So that was the hardest part, just putting all my ideas onto paper, well, not paper, but like yeah. electronically. Yeah. yeah, that was the hardest part. Right. And I think also helping people to see what the value of coaching is mm. because a lot of people think, oh, it's fine, I can watch YouTube videos, mm. you know, I can get these skills on my own. A lot of what we see for free online or a lot of these content is not tailored to us. As I said, we've all got different stories. Mm. We all have different personal circumstances. So helping people to understand the benefit of it was really key. I know we're almost done. Just one example I want to share with you is if you think about a diamond in the rough, so if, for example, we all picked up a diamond, it was rough, it had dust around it, think about would you throw that away or would you spend the time Wash investing, it. polishing, fixing it up? Because in a way, that's what life coaching is. You can even figure out, actually, you know what, I'll just take it as it is. But if you really, really want to shine, like what you can really, really, truly do, then life coaching will help you elevate yourself because you know you're a diamond, you're in the rough, but with coaching, sometimes it's just polishing. Mm. People already can do a lot of the things that they know they can, mm. but they're just not doing it mm. for a variety of reasons. So it's important that we invest in our... Are you okay? Carl wants to leave the shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, draw it, draw it. I think you're saying he's got 
He's he's having more of a uh, an emotive reaction. Emotive internal because it's true. A lot of the thi- a lot of the things comes down to our mentality, and we hold ourselves back mm. so much. Yeah. A coach will make you accountable. What have you done since we last met? <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Start thinking of audience here. That's a good question, you know? That's a good question. You caught me with that one. I've been making people think about, you know, their jobs. We can all do so much better. That's why I'm so passionate about this, because I just know how much potential we all have, mm. but a lot of us settle because just out of being comfortable. Mm-hmm. But why settle and watch someone else become great? You know, like we can all do it. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, that's it, that's it. Freeze the social. Yeah. We're done, man. Nice. We are. We're going to have personal conversations. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fun all of that. What was that? Say that again. Why settle? And watch someone else be great. And watch someone else be great. That's why I got never settle on my wrist, mate. Have you got that? Yeah, it literally said never settle. Why settle? Why settle? Hey, listen, Ivy, this this interview's yeah. been mind blowing. Ah, uh, mind blowing. Can you tell our audience where they can find you? Yes. So I've got. Should I look at you with the camera? <laughs> I've got a website which is www.letmeupgradeyou.com and I've also got an Instagram as well so that's where people can find me and um, you can email me letmeupgradeyou.info at gmail.com as well and with my services the initial thing I offer to everyone is a free 30 minute discovery call yeah. and with that discovery call it's just understanding what is it that you want to achieve if you're prepared to take the time to do it and what your values are and what motivates you so the purpose of that is just to understand if like life coaching will actually work for you and if it does work for you then we start building a plan together i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna call you okay <laughs> now, I'm, I'm being honest well, you've I'm got my honest. number you've got my exactly. number like just because it's really important what mm. you're doing and it's impact it's it's teaching people to love themselves, yeah. you know? It's hard. I'm so happy you so said that. Yeah, also, recognise your own worth, like, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, we get into the habit of not realising yeah. just what we, like, it, you can get into one bad job, yeah. for example, and that can throw away all your confidence. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you use that one job to define yourself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You need to remember, mm-hmm. you need to believe in your blood class yeah. source. And the job doesn't define you. A hundred percent. Growing up, I never had the chance. (laughs) Growing up, me, maybe you guys had the same situation. I never had the chance to speak to someone Mm -hmm. who could advise me just because how, like my network, that that kind of advice wasn't there. Mm. We spoke about connections and all these school led initiatives, but they're not personal to you. That's why I want to make sure that people age kind of 18 to 30 have someone that they can kind of help them to upskill themselves as well. So it's about our own self-development. Listen, Ivy, big up Ivy Maria, let me upgrade you in it. It's a tune about it. Yeah, Beyonce, but don't do that. Don't do it in case copyright or anything, joke it. You never know, Beyonce might watch this one. No, it's been, she don't need to upgrade. Yeah. Thank you. I've seen Kevin. Oh really? In audio. Oh, I don't think he's been quiet. Oh yeah, oh this is this is because you know when someone Don't ruin it now. No, 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 it's the battery cuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh get out! You know when someone echoes exactly yeah. what you're thinking and like yeah. there's nothing for me to have here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's everything you're saying is so true right? and yeah. everyone can use it. Mm. And people need to get out of the habit of thinking, Oh, I don't need anyone else's help, I can do this mm. myself. 
Well, no, you can't. Mm. Sometimes you do need a bit if of that. If you help. could, you would have already done exactly. it, basically. Exactly. 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 Listen, yeah. Even if you're at the top of your career, it's important to yeah. get one because you, you're not settling. A lot of CEOs, a lot of people at that level, they all have like coaches. Yeah. They have people helping them off. Get off! On top of an a lot of CEOs, they do have personal <laughs> life coaches <laughs> because it doesn't matter because they're a CEO, fine, they've hit that peak, but they know they can still improve. Exactly. It's that wanting to continuously improve yourself. <laughs> There's a certain group of people who want to do that. And life coaches help you get into that mindset. You don't want to be that person where there's a reunion and it's like 10 years later, you've still, still like you've not like done that. anything you're basically. Like and then you're like, wow, <laughs> Eli's done this, Carl's done this, Kevin's done this, but actually I haven't done anything. I'm a waste man. You don't want to be that person. Why do you have to be that person? So, sorry, I don't know if that was part of it. I was just, I'm getting Big very No, Ivy Maria, say no more, Kevin, please. <laughs> <laughs>